Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Grow and Go podcast. You are listening to episode three of this show. And uh, overall, I'm glad you're tuning in. I believe these episodes will encourage, uh, maybe uplift you and help you grow throughout your week. Um, Because if we choose to grow and not stay planted in the soil that we're in, we'll grow a harvest and we'll see God move in our lives when we apply these lessons learned in these topics. Um, So I hope today's topic really boosts you up. I hope that encourages you and uh, helps you realize that kindness is attractive, uh, which is this week's episode and this week's title. Um, But before we get into the topic, it is time for the embarrassing story of the week. Uh, Some of you guys love this segment way too much. And to be honest, that kind of concerns me. But anyways, let's get right into the dirty details of this week's story, because trust me, it's going to be a good one. (laughs) So this happened when I was graduating uh, kindergarten. So I don't know about you, but when I... When you graduate a certain like eighth grade, obviously senior year, but there's a graduation when you move up in like school status or whatever. So I guess kindergarten had that. And so I don't know about you guys, but I had to, um, with the rest of my graduating class, I did air quotes right there. We had to go on stage, like sing a couple songs and then like grab a small diploma and like, you know, just wear like funny hats that we bit, that we like used with like cardboard and uh, we had to graduate in front of like all the parents with cameras and stuff like that. Um, but we had this happen, right? So this was, uh, I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was between the ages, ages four to six, maybe. And around this time I was experimenting. And by experimenting, I met with my nose. <laughs> so I don't know if you were this kid too, but um, let's just say my finger was a friend when it comes to my nose. And I did this thing where I picked my nose quite often. And, uh, <laughs> so keeping that in mind, I'm on stage with about, I don't know how many, there were maybe 20 other kindergarten kids and we're on stage and we're singing these songs. And my, my parents are recording the whole thing because they're my parents and they want, you know, me to like, look back on this or whatever. And, uh, middle of the show, there's a transition between song and uh, I take my finger and I stick it up my nose and you could just hear my dad behind the camera just like, oh no, oh no. And uh, and so I'm up there picking my nose, <clears throat> but I take it one step further and I put what the, the contents of what's in my nose into my mouth. <clears throat> and uh, needless to say, it was documented. And it has been the most embarrassing story of my entire life. I seriously, every single chance that my parents can get, they'll bring it up in some sort of family gathering or in, or in front of a new friend or whoever. They will bring it up like it is like it's their story to tell, but it's mine and it's embarrassing. And to say that I've tried getting rid of this docu, this like footage Uh, is an understatement because I don't want that surfacing anywhere. So just the fact that I'm bringing it up right now is kind of putting myself on the line. So um, you will never see it. I will never post it. And that is all. So I'm sorry if that, you know, 
if that like hurts you or if that, you know, you're disappointed by that, I'm sorry, you will never see it. But uh, <laughs> that's in my, that's my embarrassing story of the week. So this week, we're going to be talking on the topic of how kindness is attractive. In my 22 years on earth, I've realized that I am most attracted to or want to be the closest to people who are just genuinely kind. Um, I, I, there's just something different when someone that has an overall sweetness to them, there's just something different about them. My mother, for example, I feel is like one of the best examples of someone who is kind, um, especially when my friends are in town because they she gets them gifts for Christmas and like all my friends are like, man, your mom is the best. And uh, it's just like a genuine kind thing to do. Kindness is not only attractive, it's radiant and it's radiant to the point where even people notice that my mom is a kind person just by the way that she loves and and loves and treats people who aren't even theirs or who she isn't even connected to. Um, so on the topic of kindness, I recently went to a high school basketball game. And while I was there, I noticed that in the midst of both teams, there was this one specific player on the opposing team who was just kind of cocky, let's just say. Uh, like every move he made, he was screaming, look at me, I'm the best, I'm the man, I have no competition. And I have to be honest, watching this kid gave me a little headache because it seemed like the arrogantness that this kid had was just so annoying and so overwhelming to the point where I found myself getting frustrated every time he had the ball and every time he made a score. Um, and so I was watching this kid, but then I realized there was someone else in this game. Uh, there was someone else I noticed in the game as well. And it was one of these moms who cheered every single time her son, who, what, who wasn't that kid, uh, made a pass or a score or had the ball like every single time that this kid had the ball and he wasn't even like the best one on the team but he had the ball like this mom stood up threw her arms in the air and just screamed like that's my son or like and shouted his name and uh my thoughts like instantly went to man that is one kind mom like it was almost like the support of her son was so radiant like I wanted nothing but to watch her cheer her son on and I didn't even want to watch that one annoying kid anymore because that mom was just so like, it just seemed so positive and I loved it. And the rest of the game, I subconsciously tried to focus on her as opposed to that one punk on the court because it was just so beautiful to see. But I, as much as that story is kind of off topic, but I almost feel like that small story matters too, because kindness is so attractive, like being cocky or arrogant or or even acting like a tryhard, that can get so annoying and just so frustrating, even if we aren't the ones who are acting that way. And I've learned that kindness is attractive, radiant, and fulfilling. Everyone could get something out of someone who's kind. But kindness isn't just a character trait that we teach our kids to learn to be. Um, it, not in, like as an elementary school kid, you know, or a kindergarten kid, for example, like me, you know, picking my nose or whatever, but it stems deeper than an elementary school lesson. Like it's a character trait of who God is. It's part of the identity that makes God, God, God is kind. God has a kind heart. God has a kind soul and God has a kind love because God is also described as being love. Uh, we could take the verse from first Corinthians 13 and it's four through seven to heart when it says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So if you're following along, God is kind. 
God does not envy. God is not arrogant or rude, just like that one kid on the basketball court. Um, but God is kind. Kindness is in his language. And ultimately, just like uh, the Hillsong, or Hillsong Young and Free lyric is, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Kindness is attractive because when we see an act of kindness happen, there's almost like a pull on our hearts to want to recreate that same level of love. Um, and that's why, like, even today, uh, in, in today's age, like YouTubers like uh, Mr. Beast or like even David Dobrik, um, they're so popular because he gives, they give cars away, they give money away. Um, they just want to do good. They want to see people smile because, for, but for no good reason other than they want to show an act of kindness without an agenda. Um, one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite writers in general, um, Bob Goff, uh, he's a well-known Christian author. Um, he's wrote many books about love. He has famous, you know, famous books about love, but he was once quoted saying, throw kindness around like confetti. And no, like, seriously though, what a beautiful picture of where kindness can take us. Uh, but kindness is not meant to just stay within the realm of passing it on. It's also about looking and walking in kindness. And this is something I wrestle with. Uh, more often than not, I want what I want. I want my way. Um, I want like to be seen as someone who is, uh, you know, getting what he wants. Um, and more often than not, I feel like I'm more selfish than selfless. Um, but our selfish nature can turn us from looking like saints into presumptuous jerks. Um, selfish ambition and kindness do not coincide. Kindness is acted as a way to step on selfish ambition. Kindness is attractive. Like I'm going to keep repeating this over and over because maybe there's some of us who have, you know, have been kind of acting this way. Like we want what I want. I want to be the one who's right. I want to be the one who has all the knowledge. Like, but that's, it doesn't matter. Like we are called to be kind. Um, and even Jesus was a perfect example of someone who was kind. Uh, there's one story that I can think of where Jesus displayed kindness to someone who had no reason to be, um, who had no reason to get it from him. Um, this is found in the New Testament in the book of John chapter eight. And it's about this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And what these people did is um, all these Pharisees, they grabbed her and when she was caught and they brought her to Jesus and Jesus was teaching people already. And uh, they brought her to her and they're like, um, she was caught in the act of adultery. Uh, what would you do about the situation basically? And so what the Pharisees were doing was trying to tempt Jesus into judging her, giving her the, you know, the harsh finger, um, just kind of just pointing finger at her and just making her feel bad for what she's done because she's a sinner and he's perfect. Um, but look how Jesus responded in, in this story in verses 10 through 11 and says this, then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? And this is right after Jesus wrote in the dirt and we don't know what he wrote in the dirt, but I like to think that he wrote all the sins of each of the Pharisees that tried to point out hers. And so he wrote in the dirt. Nobody knows what it said. Um, but then he stood up and said, where are your accusers? Because they had stones in their hands. They dropped them. And they went away because of what Jesus wrote. And he said, didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, no, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. So kindness is what drove Jesus's heart for this woman. He drove her, it, it drove him not to condemn her because Jesus had almost every right to. If you think about it, he was perfect. She was not. He never sinned. She did. He was pure. 
she was not. Like everything in this story tells us that Jesus was supposed to judge and condemn her. But because of his mercy, because of his kindness, because of his love for this girl, he let his kindness dictate that conversation. And here's something I think we should all ask ourselves. What is stopping us from being kind all the time? And the answer would be, you know, the simple answer would be that we are all sinful and flawed and we're, so, we're all so susceptible to getting our own way and getting what we want. But God gave us a challenge to be kind to each other, to bless our enemies, as it says, to love our neighbor, as it says, and to be love and to walk in love. So what's really stopping us from being kind all the time? What, what is it? And I think if I can ask myself this question, I would, ask, I would say it's our obsession with wanting to be right. Um, there's something about winning an argument that makes us feel a little better about ourselves. Almost like justice is the key to us feeling worthy. I did a, and recently too, in, in regards to this, I did a poll on Instagram uh, recently where I just asked the question, uh, would you rather win an argument or win a heart? And I have to say that like 75% of the people who voted wanted to win the heart. You know, they wanted to, maybe they, that was the answer that they wanted to do. But more often than not, there was that 25% who wanted to win the title of winning an argument. And uh, even if I could take this a step further, I think we unknowingly want to win the arguments. Even myself, when I get heated with someone, I would much rather prove them wrong in the moment than love them with sincere kindness. Um, And I've learned that pride comes before the fall. And if we're just so focused on what we want and being right and keeping our image intact, um, that will make us fall. We won't look like Jesus in that. We'll look like one of the Pharisees who wanted nothing but to prove to be right in front of Jesus. So, but again, we have to keep going back to the facts. Kindness is attractive. Kindness is fulfilling. Kindness kills pride. Kindness looks like Jesus. And even Jesus, even though he was all-knowing, he knew all the facts, he knew everything, he, he had the right answer, he didn't come off as cocky or snarky. He came off kind. I like to picture him just smiling with every single person that he was with. He came off loving. But even though Jesus had the answer that they, that they wanted, he still gave them the answer that they needed. Because kindness, his kindness, his kind heart, his kind spirit, it triumphed over being right. It is okay to not have to win every argument ever. I'm telling myself this, and maybe I'm telling, maybe you're resonating with this. It is okay to not have to win every single argument. Kindness is good for the soul. Seriously, look at what it says in Proverbs 11, verse 17. It says, a man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. I'm going to repeat that. A man who is kind benefits himself. It's good for us. But a cruel man, someone who wants to be right, someone who wants to be prideful, hurts himself. So, because if we let our need to be right or, or let our pride take ownership of our lips, we will find ourselves doing more harm than good to the people God calls us to live. However, in retrospect, if we let our kindness take ownership, not only will this benefit ourselves, but this will also reflect the God of kindness in us. He's kind. He's loving. He's pure. He's righteous. He's, he's all things beautiful. Kindness always wins. Kindness always loves. And just like the title, kindness is attractive. So if we just take what we learn here and we don't have to do, we can't just keep it here. Like I said, this is the whole premise of this podcast. 
We can't just take in these facts and say, that's good truth. That's really good truth. I love what Jesus said here, but no, we have to apply it. We have to take it, all the information that we're learning here and spread it out. Kindness is what leads us to repentance. Kindness is attractive. Kindness is love. So with all this in mind, let's be kind together. But before I end this podcast, we need to, we need to talk about the go. We need to talk about how we can take this and go and apply it and be practical. So challenge of the week. <laughs> and trust me, this is a good one. Think of one person in your life who you haven't been super kind to. Maybe they've hurt you. Maybe they're annoying. Maybe they're just downright hard to love sometimes. Think of that person and ask yourself, how can I love this person like Jesus would? How can I look like Jesus to this person? And don't get me wrong. We can never perfectly love someone like he did. But, we can, but what we can do is ask God to soften our hearts for this person and to reveal kindness that has been lacking so we can ultimately grow to love more and go spread his love. I know it's hard to love people sometimes. I know there are coworkers that you work with who are just, you know, maybe annoying or just, you know, act selfish. Maybe you have a sibling who just always seems to want to be the one with the most attention. Maybe you have friends who are just, you know, hard to get along with sometimes if you upset them. And uh, maybe I'm one of them. Maybe you're one of them. But at the end of the day, it's not what we do. It's how we it's I there's this quote too that is people don't remember what we say but how we made them feel. And so if we are kind to them, if we genuinely genuinely try to listen, genuinely try to tune into what they're saying and what they're expressing, um that'll show more kindness than whatever we could say. Um and they say, you know, action speaks louder than words. So why don't we be action and be kind to people? So again, challenge of the week. Think of that one person in your life who you haven't been super kind to. Think of that one person that every time you think of them, you're like, ah, oh, him, ah, oh, her. It's okay. We all get annoyed sometimes, but at the end of the day, Jesus doesn't get annoyed with us. So why should we try and justify our annoyance with them when we could turn it around and look like kindness instead? Because kindness is attractive, my friends. So let's look like kindness this week. Go out and love people more.